Hey, Street Fighters. Welcome back. If it's your first time here, I'm glad you made it. You took a chance. You're looking for something to shake up your podcast listening schedule. That's what we're here for. We do do a show two times a week. We take your calls every Sunday at 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time out of the WCRS studios. They're on 92.7 or 98.3. If you're inside 270 in Columbus, Ohio, uh, you can reach us at 614-412-5252. And then the original jump off is Brian and I in the basement talking shit, trying to make sense of the world, figuring out how to flatten all the hierarchies out there and make sure that nobody's telling you how you can live your life and what you can do. That's what we're here for. We've been doing it for seven years now, working on spreading dissent and disruption all across the earth and every single corner of it. We're doing that uh, out of the heartland, Columbus, Ohio, 614 area code. Uh, My name is Brett Payne. My co-host is Brian Quimby. Uh, We are glad you're here, like I said. If you want more content, you can find us on Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com. It's a website that you can go to to support artists and cool people like us that just want to fuck shit up. And uh, we will do anti-advertisements. We're not going to get paid to, to uh, sell some shit we don't agree with, but we will definitely tell you some bullshit about things we don't like. We are free from uh, any light beer money which makes it a lot better than what you can find on your local hard rock uh we are moving towards a better bigger and better world and uh glad you're along for the ride thanks for being here hey you're welcome for me being here that you thank you for your service (laughs) brian thank you for your goddamn service oh man how's it going how's how how is the basement we actually just sat here for like almost four hours so i think i know how brett's doing i'm gonna dispense with the pleasantries well i'm super chill right now sip tipping back the wine feeling fine uh smoking that weed so divine the platinum girl scout cookies uh the super frosty stuff i'm very high so that's what i'm doing yeah loving it being high right so uh Wow, what a week. I mean, we're not going to talk about Kanye West because that already happened. We did a call-in show, and he's over. That's over. That story's over by the time this show comes out. I'm seeing it happen right now. I got to say that our answer to that is do not pay any attention to what musicians and movie people think about politics unless you're going to have fun with it like don't get your feelings hurt don't get fe- you don't, don't get, get your, your feelings, feelings hurt, hurt by kanye west i don't, don't get think- in your fifis yeah he's he's always been hurtful from the very beginning i remember he's in a- occupy wall street he had hurtful hurtful plans so it's just like whatever man guy gets some money having money kicks ass i guess and- he's a fucking flower you can't complain how it grows that's <laughs> there you go a weed a he's a weed a weed yeah um, the other thing that's going on this week, I'm trying to think of what else is happening this week. I mean, not, not too much. I do have a, uh, the boy scouts. That's the other story. This broke. I don't know this the, story. as we're recording today. 
So I, I have an it, idea what happened, but I don't know the story exactly. Well, I got this from CNN.com, the most accurate news source on the internet. Okay. Of course. It's Correct reputable. news news. That's what it stands for. Correct news news. Uh, goodbye, Boy Scouts. Hello, Scouts BSA. Less than a year after the Boy Scouts of America de- decided to invite girls to join, the organization announced that it would refer to its older... Ah! Fuck yeah, dude. Party time. Excellent. Hit that bingo pad, my friends. <laughs> oh my goodness gracious. What was that? That Jeez, was horrible. with extra cheese. Come on. I have to turn the volume up to do third shows. Usually uh, the volume's off, but when I do a third show, I have to have volume on. Okay. Boom. We'll start over. The name changes come amid a new campaign slogan, Scout Me In, that was made to emphasize the group's expansion from just boys to boys and girls. Cub Scouts is a mm. lot of fun, and now it's available to all kids. Stephen Medlicott, National Marketing Group Director of Boy Scouts of America, said in a statement, That's why we love Scout Me In, because it speaks to girls and boys and tells them, This is for you. We want you to join. I don't get it. Scout Me In. Hey, Scout, scout Me, me in, in, bro. It's like Count Me In. Oh. Yeah, but Scout Me In. This, if it was scout, hey, I mean, that hey, would work. Me and my homies were shooting dice in the alley, and it's like, you all want to go on a wilderness adventure? Scout me in, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I don't uh, see a problem with this at all. Like, I think I wanna, it makes sense to me. Ooh, I'm, I'm going to step in the weeds. Do you mind? I, you go ahead and step right there in them weeds, but I'm going to probably be mean to you if you say something crazy. Go for it. I... I have an issue with a lot of the gender equality and feminism. Oh, geez, Jordan Peterson. Calm down over there. When it comes to children, because it seems to be spending a lot of time on making girls act like boys. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It it ignores a lot of making boys do the dishes and wear makeup. I don't know, though. It, I, I've seen a lot of stuff about boys, like, being able to, like, uh, like playing with dolls and boys. Because uh, the conservatives go crazy about all of it. They don't give a shit if it's girls acting like boys, if it's boys acting like girls. They are non-binary. Even. They don't care. See, they but I'm not talking about a, con- a lot of that conservative stuff. outrage. I'm talking about what is the progressive platform. The progressive platform is always about making girls like boys. Like, like making them tough and brave and making them into CEOs. And it really doesn't have anything to do with like telling boys to fucking chill out with their aggression and testosterone and shit. Yeah, maybe it should be more about like, so you're saying maybe it should be more about like making it, making CEOs, like making it not a factor in who is brave or who is a CEO or who is and, rugged or something like that. I don't know. I don't think the Boy Scouts is a particularly like. But I know, and, and but I think also I think that you know I also am going to say that now that I've been alive as long as I have, when I go to parties, when I go to places, we break off into gender roles. Okay, it happens in heteronormativity and flyover country, where you know you can have a boy scout and you can have a girl scouts, and if the girls want to do more rugged shit. I think that's great. Like, I think they should add that. I feel I feel like the answer to me is that girls want to do the Boy Scout shit. Girls want to be Eagle Scouts, basically. They want to be tested just as hard as Eagle Scouts have been. And so I don't know why they can't pass the baton or somehow make that a thing. I don't know. 
I, I don't know. I'm I not. Like, I'm not against. I honestly. I don't. Also, once again, I don't give a shit if they want to be in girl in Boy Scouts. I don't give a shit. I don't. I like one big. I like a big group. I, that's my preference. Should they combine them then? I mean, Sk- no. should just be scout no. me in with all scouts. No, because I think that it's like. I don't know. I think it's fine for people to want to break but, off. I guess, but I. I, I just. But we're the, not talking. We're not making boys go to the Girl Scouts. We're not talking about boys learning how to do sewing and shit. Yeah. Unless they want to be punks, which teaches you a lot about sewing. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I. I mean, that's I, punk scouts. I'm, there's probably a hundred better people to ask about these things than me. But I just. I don't. I guess why my can't, opinion. Why can't the boys have a? Why can't boys have a place to go and like talk about their dicks and shit? Well, I think that's fine. I don't think that's what the Boy Scouts of America is, though. It's I don't being think the Boy outside Scouts, in the woods and, and like so. grunting and groaning and doing dangerous stuff with fire and knives. Man, but I don't feel like that's true, and I don't. I also don't feel like. I also don't feel like that's something that that should be strictly for boys. I guess, exactly. Is my thing. The Girl Scouts should do it too. But I think that, like, I don't know, man. I just feel like I like the idea of a place where all people can go. And like, well, there should be an all scouts then. Maybe. That's what this is. That's what they're making. No, 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 no. They're they're changing the boy scouts into the all scouts so that there's no more place for just boys to go do scout stuff. Right, but this is just from ages eleven to seventeen. So the earlier things are still exclusive to just boys, and then the other ones are just girls. And like, uh, I, I don't know. I don't. It, it's not. I have. I, it's not something I give a ton of thought of thought about is like boys need a space for boys to be boys and girls need a space for girls to be girls. Because like I mostly hung out with dudes growing up and I don't know if that was the healthiest, best thing for me to do. (laughs) Well, but you have to sit the boys down and say like, you're thinking about all kinds of sexual things in your head and you just don't say those out loud. You don't share them and you don't hump people and you don't inappropriately touch people. And like, you, that's where you can address shit like that, you know? Yeah, I guess that's true. That's where you can talk about, like, what it is to respect women, you know? That's like a coven-type thing for dudes. Sure. I, I think without knowing specifics for these sorts of things, I think there are probably also a lot of exclusively boys groups and exclusively girls groups that aren't the Boy Scouts of America, I guess, either. We're talking about the, the classics, bro. Scout this is like motherfucking BSA. Oreos and Lay's potato chips. This is the founding of the motherfucking country. Sure. I just, I think that that's, I think that everybody should be, a, I just, I see it as a, like if it's a thing we've romanticized and if it's a thing that we've kind of made a con, sort of a condition for maybe certain types of like, it's like a resume builder of some sort or not a resume, but you know, a it is no, no, I mean, builder no, people of like some it. sort and a networking opportunity. I think that the only way to, I think the best way to kind of level out that sort of thing is to allow women in it because it's not some, it, at, at some point you have to make it. So these fraternities, of like people who are able to like network with each other and then make decisions based on like the dudes that they've gone out into the woods and camped with sort. I I also, maybe I want to also say that I don't know how I don't, I don't, I mean, look, fucking, I don't care if there's a whole girls BSA troop, but I, I just, I don't know, man. I, I don't think that I just think that there's, 
there are places for boys to hang out with boys and do boy shit. And they have the, usually they have the title in the name, in the name they have the boy mentioned. Sure. Like yeah. the Boy Scouts of America. Right. I just don't know that the Boy Scouts is uh, like, I, I, I don't know. I don't know if it needs to be that the Boy Scouts have been a regressive organization for a really long time, you know? And I think that like doing things like this helps that. And it probably helps like uh, teach some of these, some of these kids things that they need to know. And I also, like I said, I don't think that like, I don't think that this is going to be like a huge fucking deal or anything to anybody. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I don't doubt think there's also, many girls that want to join the boy scouts. And yeah. And I also don't it's like girls that want to play football. I also, when you say there's like all these things and people want to have sex and stuff like that, I, I didn't I say anything about sex. I, you said you got to tell boys about their peepees. Oh and yeah. Stuff yeah. Like you do. Got it right. I'm saying that like these kids ain't having sex, dude. Uh, they're 11 to 17 and my, I would contend that somebody who is 17 or 16 that's a still a Boy Scout is probably not dying for sex at the time or going to going to do. And maybe it's good to socialize boys with girls. I, I don't I don't know. I, I don't think it's a bad thing. I, I, I think, you know, I, I guess you have a point that like you're not going to put boys and Girl Scouts, but like it's also kind of the same thing as saying like. We're not going to boys. That straight what, people should be allowed to go to like, like, like LGBT meetings or whatever like that. I, I, I guess we could, but maybe we shouldn't, you know, <laughs> I guess that's something that's protected under the law sort of thing. Like, I just, I don't, I don't know that like, I don't know. I don't like either one of these organizations. I hate that. I'm even like writing for one of them right now or saying like that. I'm cool with what they're doing. I, I think they're fucking nerds. Like, it's, <laughs> like I've always thought they were both they were both nerd organizations. I'm just yeah, that's exactly where I'm at. I'm I'm careful because I want to respect a lot of people that get a lot out of it. But it was just total geekery to me. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, mean, I, I guess I, maybe I just don't. Should, like I, I said maybe they add the Eagle Scout to Girl Scouts because like Eagle Eagle is the goal. Everybody knows it by name. It's the fucking band aid of Scout badges. Uh, it's the name brand one. And uh, you're right. Maybe mix them up. Have the have more mingling, interminglings with the scouts. Yeah, I mean, maybe that's maybe that's something. But then again, they're like completely different organizations. That's like, true. They're completely different organizations with completely different structures. And I think it's a good thing that the Boy Scouts were are saying that this is okay. And I would also say that if some you know, somebody who presents as a boy wants to be in the Girl Scouts. I think they should. No, be I wasn't against that at all. No, Scout. I mean, if you're down to do boy, sh- if you have to be down to do boy shit, that's what I'm saying. Like, but the Girl Scouts kind of do boy I, shit too. I, I they wanna, go to the woods and they camp and they cook in the woods and they do all that stuff. They they don't have knives. I, I do. <laughs> I will say that they don't have those shitty useless knives that the Boy Scouts get. But they do have a lot of. Sh- they do a lot of the same. They all. They both do a lot of. The the same stuff i mm-hmm. guess and i think for the girl scouts there's a lot of power in these girls going and seeing like because a lot of times the things that the girl scouts focus on is like learning from like women who were in learning about women who are in power or going to help at the ywca women like women who were stuck living there with their children and shit like that and like i think it helps women to see other examples of like success 
and things like that. I think it helps sure. little girls to see other examples of that. And that like, I mean, I'm sure that would help little boys too, but just giving them a space alone where they can do those sorts of things. I, I think I'm, I'm like, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with giving like that space alone. And I, I don't think that but this our, is our, a- our little boys are growing up and shooting people. That's true. So they need a space where someone says to them, you don't shoot don't people. Shoot people. <laughs> I, we sure. don't shoot people. Maybe. I, I mean, I kind of agree. We should probably do more to address that. It's hard. It, I mean, this and, shit is so hard to talk about. And we're both old guys, too. No, and I'm not hard and fast on this. I'm just doing devil's advocate here. And it, there, I just think there's a lot of, uh, you know, there's a focus on the one side of it. And I think we miss the other aspect of it because. You know, it sucks to talk about guys because we always talk about guys, but there is, we can't just like ignore them, you know, because they, we, they, we have to figure out what the fuck is wrong with them too, too, yeah. you know, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I guess if, if we, uh, that's the other thing as well is like, we're talking about a situation where I'm, if, if the, if the troop says this girl can join, I, I don't give a fuck. Then I'm not going to step in and be like, no, her gender roles don't match up. It's like she wants to be in there. The troop says, like, let's let's roll with her. Like, that's fine, you know? And I'm sure that's what most situations are like. So I'm totally not against it. But I, I just, that's, I don't know, conceptually. There are times where I would say that there are times, a lot of times, where we start talking about gender roles. And then we say, like, my little girl's not going to play with Barbie. She's exactly. only going to play with the Avengers. Right. And it's like, well, I mean, no, you know, what if she wants to play with and Barbies that, and shit? And that's exactly that's something to me that I enjoy is I enjoy glitter and the color pink and I enjoy the feminine side of things. And, you know, I do. I am progressive and I'm open to all of these things, but. There is a lot to be gained from both sides of the coin. And I feel like we're constantly focusing on like dominating and power and all of these male type energy when we also need to be developing this compassionate and empathetic and uh, picks up after your goddamn self and does the laundry type female energy, you know? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I can, I can, I can, I can go with that, man. I, like I said, I, my, my whole thing is just for letting kids be who they are. So yeah. If there's somebody that wants to be in scouts. I don't want a hard and fast sure. rule about who's allowed to be in scouts. Yeah. I agree. Or who's allowed to be in girl scouts. Okay. I mean, I would recommend, men not being in the bsa scouts because it's a nerd herd it's a real total nerd herd yeah man <laughs> those shorts make you look bad they <laughs> fuck up your butt they all they prepare you for is like being a ups man yeah really. yeah the ups shorts god those i saw i walked by a kid wearing that uniform the other day and i'm like i feel for you my man I feel for you because you have to wear that uniform. Like, I can't imagine a teenage. This is maybe a, a messed up thing in my mind, but I can't imagine being a teenager and wearing that uniform with pride and not being embarrassed, you know? Like, yeah, well, teenage yeah. Brian. Sure. Like, thinking back on it's it. you. Like, yeah, whoosh, yeah. <laughs> thinking about, yeah, buttoning it up and like <laughs> putting down some extra starch and laying that shit on the ironing board, like pressing it out real nice and flat. Putting my putting my fucking uh put my picture but like put yeah my- picture day there was a guy that did picture day no. every single year as Boy Scouts I feel like I'm hurting I feel like so many people are getting like no. stop bullying us Street Fight 
we have a few of you out there that were Eagle Scouts. Like, That's fine. I'm sorry. I'm, we're just jealous, man. I really wish I had jealous. some stick to itiveness and I could have like learned some knots, man. I wish I could have joined a group. Yeah, I wish I could have. <laughs> like, I was just anti-joining anything where adults there where there would be adult supervision. Yeah, I'm an extreme underachiever, and I'm really impressed by people that are like, you know, you got some tasks. Fucking test me. I'll, earn a, like I'll the, earn a badge or two. Nobody's nobody's yelling at you if you were in the scouts. Like a lot of people I posted about it today and a lot of people were like, you're right. I was in the scouts when I was 15 and I was not looking to have sex because some a lot of conservatives now are like acting like these campouts are going to turn into fucking orgies. And I'm like, why are what kind of a pervert mind do you have? Like I would if I was that age. OK, if I knew I could do some sleepovers with girls. OK. Well, I don't, I, not when I was 11, 12, 13, maybe 14. I, I don't know. I don't see that. I don't see it that way. I think those kids are different types of kids than I was at least. And that's not what they're looking to do. They're not like looking to grow up super fast and <laughs> have sex immediately. I feel like they're those, those kids are more achiever types that I don't know. I can't see it turning into an orgy out there. Like, I, I really don't think kids think about sex like that at that age. Um, I mean, they get horny or whatever, but I just, I, I can't, and I don't think they're going to put boys and girls in the same tents with each other sure. just because we live in a society where they're never going to fucking do that. Right. But if they did, I really don't, I don't know that anything would necessarily happen. If these kids are like socialized, right? Like, I think. Everything Who's is going to be okay right in this world. Nobody. I'm, but I'm saying that like, if we're starting out from a place where we're talking to people, honestly, about these sorts of things, like I trust my, I would trust my kid with a, to have a boy over and stuff like that. I don't stay the night. Yeah. All right. Pro if she wanted to, and she was like, I'm not, I want to have my friend stay over. That's a boy. I'd be like, fuck it. Okay. Whatever. I don't care. Um, they may be, I don't know if you let them sleep in the same bed. Maybe he had to sleep on the floor or something like that. But to me, it's like, I feel like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. I don't think that a, I don't, I don't really, I don't think people were like us when they're at that age. I don't think everybody is like me when I was that age. I don't think everybody's like you when you were that age. Yeah, I, was especially think, I was getting it in at that age. And I especially think that people who are in scouts or like that are like honor students and shit like that aren't. Dude, the band was That's fucking though. Like people in the band were fucking. Maybe. I don't know. Not like geeks, man. band geeks. Motherfucking varsity <laughs> in band geeks okay. were like 69 in and shit. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll wrap this up by saying Brett thinks that if we let girls into Cub Scouts, it's going to turn into an orgy. <laughs> no, I didn't say that. And I don't think that's going to I didn't happen. say that. <laughs> so um, I got this from the Washington Post. Uh, this is a great art. This is this. I read this and I was like, holy shit. Political candidates have long appeared with guns and campaign ads, holding guns, firing guns, and even assembling guns blindfolded. I did not see that ad personally, <laughs> but if there is a political ad where a guy is assembling a gun blindfolded, I'm going to look cool. for that after we record this. Yeah, show. I saw that in a movie. <laughs> Earlier this month, Georgia gubernatorial candidate Hunter Hill aired an ad showing him loading an assault rifle. The video title? Liberals won't lack this. <laughs> They're going crazy right now. I know. They're just going nuts. Now here. Now, look now at here, my bullets. Here's the wild one. 
Uh, now, a new ad in the race for Georgia governor in which a candidate points a gun at a teenager did not sit well with some Georgians. After all, it aired just one state away from the Florida high school where 17 people were killed in a mass shooting. In the campaign ad, Brian Kemp, Georgia's Secretary of State, sits in a room surrounded by firearms, handguns on a table to his right, rifles on the table in front of him, and what appear to be two AR-15 style guns leaning on the wall behind him. Across his lap, he holds a double barrel shotgun cleaning it off as he speaks into the camera next to him sits a young man in khakis and a tucked in flannel shirt i'm brian kemp this is jake a young man interested in one of my daughters he says motioning to the teenager next to him yes sir jake responds looking nervous as he fidgets with his fingers (laughs) this ad brett is one guy sitting in one chair a teenager sitting in the other chair and he's cleaning his gun and saying this guy wants this is a political this this kid wants to date my daughter <laughs> this is how i'm going to lead the country jake asked these are why, my principles jake asked why i was running for governor kemp says prompted by the candidate jake proceeds to list off the reasons from memory to cap government spending to take a chainsaw to regulations and to make georgia number 1 for small business and two things if you're going to date one of my daughters Kemp asks the young man, respect. Jake responds, and a healthy appreciation for the Second Amendment, sir. This is an ad. This is a political. This is a fucking crazy political ad. No, this, this is how you win. This is not a, what a respectable. <laughs> this is not respectable. This is not. I mean, maybe if you respect the Second Amendment, it is. And his weird dot boundaries for his daughter right that's been this has been a thing fucking lately man that a couple weeks ago a punter for a football team took a picture with his daughter and his prom date he's standing between them the guy has a fucking gun in his hand he's standing between the date with a gun in his hand it seems so fucking crazy to me that this is an acceptable thing for like parents to do and that like just imagine you have a son and your son goes over to go on a date with somebody and they have to deal with a dad fiddling with a fucking gun to make them feel threatened. Well, I mean, it's kind of like the Girl Scout or the Boy Scout orgy thing, though, in that those type of people kind of buy into it. So, they're you know, they probably would just think... Well, son, I mean, that's what you get. You know, you want to deflower that girl. Yeah. So after this, after he says this, Kemp then closes the gun as if it were ready to fire, pointing it towards the teenager. We're going to get along just fine, Kemp says, as the young man grins anxiously. And that's the end. Then they apparently show the sign and they say, you know, this, I approve this message. I'm Doug Kemp and I approve this message. And then he adds over like it airs on TV. He points a gun at a teenager on television. Yeah. I'm just, I'm, I'm not going to be this. This is something that I knew. Well, when you mentioned earlier last week, when you mentioned that you thought that like teenage years were going to be the easiest years. You were thinking of like the major stuff and how you weren't going to freak out about it because, you know, it wasn't that it was crazy for you. So you can just commiserate or whatever. Figure it out. Yeah. And I mean, I feel the same way, too. And but like I one thing I 
don't want to do is intimidate my kid with firearms. No, or, or any anybody kid. that she likes. Yeah. If she likes somebody, I wouldn't point a gun at him. Well, so people came out uh, obviously and were like, this is kind of an offensive and weird commercial. And it wasn't just liberals because you're not really supposed to point a gun at somebody ever. Sure. <laughs> you know, like that's, you know, we, we don't play like that around here. I mean, that's one of the like, if you're going to be the pro gun guy, don't play with the fucking gun on camera. That's crazy that you would think that like. I'm a responsible gun over. I just love to play with these goddamn things all the time. I'm always taking pictures with them and posing with them and pointing them at people. It's the fucking best. Yeah, you know, I'm a responsible gun owner, and you know what I know? He's, like, pointing at if uh, If I take you out for uh, breaking my little daughter's heart, that's a crime of passion. That's protected in the court of law. Yeah. They're the craziest fucking people. Like, I want to take this guy's guns. I want to take I hate his him, yeah. guns. I want to take the guns of that punter guy. I want to take... It's so fucked yeah. up to be threatening to teenage boys. It's such a fucking mind-bending thing. Like, not trusting your daughter. Look, teenage boys are fucking scum. Yeah. A lot of them. Not, But fucking a smaller percentage of them are scum than are just regular fucking kids. You know, I'm not going to say that I was like a good kid or that any parent should have trusted me or anything like that. And like, I understand why a lot of my girlfriend's parents hated me and liked my friends more than me. And shit, like, I fucking totally get it now. I was never threatened in my life. The only thing that ever happened to me was I took a friend over to my girlfriend's house because I didn't have my license. So he drove me over there because I'm a dreamboat. And we were hanging out, me, him, her, and her parents. And her dad offered him a job. <laughs> and I didn't have a job. Oh, wow. <laughs> He's like, motherfucker, you ain't working for me. No. I'll tell you that right now. Hell no. You're a fucking loser. I'm going to hire this other guy. So, but like, I've never been threatened. But I wasn't, like, I hate to be like sound naive. I just, I don't feel like teenage. I feel like, especially now, teenage boys are being taught boundaries more than in any other time in history. And they're learning, I think, like I'm talking about young kids. Like we're, we're, we're talking more about consent, I think, than we ever have ever. Yeah. And, and we're, we're talking more about respecting boundaries. We're, and we're talking more about that stuff at a younger age and at schools. And, and I think it, I think it's, I think it's time to like face it that not, like most kids aren't bad, aren't like inherently bad people, you know, like that, that you, if you have a bad kid, if you have a Brian Quinby, right? Like if you have one of those, you need to be vigilant and stop them from doing whatever they're doing. But not every kid is, was, is me when I was 16. You know, do you know what I'm saying? Like most kids are not who I was and most kids probably aren't even who you are who you are you know no, no i mean i was awful person i mean that's what's weird about seeing your daughter as well as i'm like my sensors say that she's like really a decent per- good person <laughs> where i was like 
so rotten. I already I smoked, smoked so when I was Glenn's age. I already yeah. smoked cigarettes. I had already done acid and smoked weed when I was her age. And like, that's not something that she's even like, she, I, she knows about those things. She's asked me questions about those things. And like, has I've given her very honest answers. I've like recently she's been asking like what it feels like to be high. And I'm just like, like, I don't know good, but I don't think you would like it at this age. And it's not good for you. It's bad. And you shouldn't do it. I like it. It's something that I like. See, but it was better as a kid though. It's so boring. You don't tell them that it's so, you don't tell them that. Like when you you first do it, it's way better. It's so disorienting. Like it just knocks you off your fucking block. It's just, I just try to be honest. I'm trying to be more honest and open with her. And like, I hope that like, I don't hear a lot of things about the boys doing bad things at school. I've heard like, (laughs) actually there is one kid in her grade that is smoking weed and having sex. Nice. But there's always one. Yeah. Yeah. There's going to be one. The rest of them are square as shit, dude. Yeah. The rest of them. It's like sheep, man. They just (laughs) assimilate around the problem. Yeah. Just like stay far away. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know how to handle, I, I guess like I, I am really worried about the sort of message that it sends to be like, because I think it still sends the message that like all young boys are fucking animals that yeah. can't be controlled in there. And that, that, that like they have to objectify and sexualize right. every single woman that they see. And that relates back to what we were talking about before. And that's the kind of macho shit that has to be cooled down. And this is like, this is amplified. This is this is like taking the macho themes from a kid and then growing up and like thinking like now I'm top dog. I'm old. I got the gun. I get to choose who I fucking point the barrel at. Yeah. And it's like, what the fuck, man? Chill the fuck out. I, I agree. I, I think I also my radical thing is I would set up some sort of bot that would scrape every single fucking Facebook, Twitter, and social media comment and look for somebody that lays out a plan on how they're going to use their weapon, gets their address, goes to their house, beats <laughs> beats the shit out of them, takes every fucking weapon from them that they got. Well, there is I'm so, so much t- fantasizing. You're exactly. right about that. We got, you know what, there's a, there's a pro-gun group that I'm in that is like a left-leaning one, and someone talked to us about like the, someone uh, tagged us in it, uh, and, you know, mentioned the Street Fighter group because it's a little more gun controlly. And, you know, I'm not really that anti-gun, but I really have to say that I am totally turned off by the way that everyone spends their time talking about how they're going to use that thing. You know, I, I would really like, I would like to have one in the basement to go and use at the time when it's necessary, but I'm not going to tell anybody about it. It's the same. It's the same thing with. It's exactly related to my beard too. You know, like I'm not going to tell people that I'm really interesting because I have this beard or because I did this thing. Like, it's just that I have it in my house. I I don't go around and tell people about this hammer and the type of shit that I can build with a hammer at my house. You or know? like you don't like, go around with a hammer and say I could bash somebody's head in if they broke in. Like if somebody broke into my house, I'd take this fucking hammer and I bash both of their hands and then their head. And right while they were begging. I would call the police and then be like, oh, he tried to attack me and then kill him with the hammer. 
you know, like the, a lot of that stuff is like, yeah, you're the fantasizing is the thing that like if there was a <laughs> I hate the idea of a government date of a government data scrub. Maybe that's just a, a vigilante thing we can do. Brett is like find people fantasizing about cool ways they can kill people intruders with their gun. And then me and you will go break into their houses and steal their guns. <laughs> they ain't keeping that shit in a safe, man. Right. There's no way there's a trigger lock or a safe on those guys thing they probably fucking sleep with it on the nightstand i am willing to bet that that fucking guy that pointed a gun at a kid in a in a political ad sleeps with just a, a gun sitting on his nightstand with without a case without anything loaded right. and ready to go it's this it's it is they're violent fantasies and if if you can't see that a guy that proudly brandishes a gun to a teenage boy is having violent fantasies then i don't know what to fucking tell you man that it's not cute it's not charming it shows something you know it shows something about that person to me you want to know what's actually hilarious <laughs> uh well not i mean not not about nothing really hilarious about pointing guns at people <laughs> but there was a guy that i met recently it, it just made me think about it there was a guy that he's a contractor and i was at somebody's house and they were getting some work done and this contractor said um I was coming up third Avenue and it was rush hour. And I'll tell you what, if I had to drive that thing every single day, I'd put a gun to the roof of my mouth and blow my brains out. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, wow, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Holy moly. Yeah. People, people are descriptive people, out there. They're yeah. People out really. There. Yeah. You got to really let, let you know how they feel. You get tattoos and people want to tell you how they really feel. They're sure. like, this guy loves edgy stuff. Let me tell him I blow my fucking brains out. That's true. I mean, I've had a few. I've had a lot of grandpas that just start telling me about old fist fights they got into. Yeah. And I mean, like, in my life, I can say that when I was in the seventh grade, these kids were playing with guns and they were pointing them at each other and jerking around and one of them got killed. Okay. And like... It's not out of the realm of possibility when you play with guns like this that that no. can happen. No, like no, it, I, it happens. Accidental shootings happen, and it's just like it makes me sick that these men, that these supposedly responsible gun owners, are just out there like playing with like guns, their props, taking pictures, and just having fun with the fucking things. I I thought that they were. Oh, I hate I hate this goddamn gun, but I gotta have it because somebody could break into my house. You know, that's what I always think. I don't know why I think that, but like I always think that they're like, look, I would love a world without guns. I would love it, but the government has them and all the criminals have them, so now I gotta have them. You know, <laughs> and it's and like that's the reason. Yeah, you seem to like really fucking love them, though. Like you seem to really fucking love them, and you play with them too much. I remember the guy. The po this he posted a meme that said this will piss liberals off and it was him standing with his family with guns and some somebody that knows about guns pointed out that like you're not supposed to put your finger on the trigger and like this motherfucker is standing with his family the rest of his family was doing a trigger discipline this motherfucker just had his hand on the trigger just right. having the time of his life pointed up in the air and it's like these fucking guys they're just Take their guns away from them. Fuck them. <laughs> Fuck them. Yeah. 
take their guns, lock them up in a fucking safe. If they want to go shoot a fucking watermelon every once in a while, then let them go play around and shoot a fucking watermelon. But right now, they're pointing them at their daughter's dates. And I don't like that. And that needs to fucking stop. No, I'm with you, man. <laughs> no, I'm. it's it's over. It's just stupid behavior. It Again, doesn't make I, any I want fucking a gun, sense. Though. I will say this. I want a gun, but I would be very responsible with it. Uh, yeah, I mean, no, I was thinking about, yeah, yeah. Like I said, there's, that's the truth. I mean, I have in my basement, I have my impact wrench. I have all of my sockets. I have my bike stand, all my tools. I need that toolie. <laughs> and I wouldn't mind having one down here, but I, I just, don't want to kill anybody, dude. I just don't need it. Yeah, I know. It would be a last resort thing. It would just be like, uh, well, like, I'm going to take one of you with me before I go type thing. That's yeah. when I would have it. I don't want to threaten people. I don't want to kill people. I don't no. want to make people uncomfortable. It's not my identity. And I just feel it like. It doesn't say anything about me. I don't. Th- I'm not. I, w- I don't want a gun so that I can let everybody know that I want to kill somebody or yes. that I would kill somebody. That but, seems like what the second. A lot of these super second amendment. The super focused Second Amendment people are fixated on this thing will kill somebody. I guess yeah, you like can the take NRA lives. magazine every month has has a column in it about people who have shot home invaders or right. intruders in their homes. Like they say it's. They say like, oh, there's a myriad of reasons to have guns. Some of us like to do trick shooting and some of us like to shoot deer and shit like that where I'm like, okay, fucking trick shooting sounds rad. Like if I got a gun, maybe I would learn a little bit of trick shooting. That sounds fun. Or shooting deer. Oh, hey, that sounds fun. That sounds like a great thing. But I really think that a good portion of the people that go buy those things have burnt like a lot of, they're just. The, sec- the people that are the most obsessed with them, the people that post all day in the 2A hashtag, like those people seem really fixated on murder, you know? Yeah, no, and when like I the, see people arguing for guns from a left perspective, I don't see that. And I, I see them specifically talking about defense from like things tyranny. that s- scare them like tyranny or fascism or something and i also don't like they don't lean on that constitution i think that's because that is the that's kind of the difference here because like sure, i see true. the people that lean on the constitution those are the people that i feel like they want to fucking shoot somebody yeah they're saying by law i can pull the trigger and it will be justified yes and i just i don't i don't like the I, people, I just, like George Zimmerman, the people that want to use the stand yes. your ground laws, yes, and have it be backed up. I mean, he obviously wanted to shoot somebody, and oh, then he, he got was looking in, for it. Got into so much trouble afterwards for pointing guns at people and shit too. You know, right? And like these guys, just they really want to point a gun at somebody. They want to feel that fucking power, you know. And uh, I, I, I just. I don't know. It doesn't seem as pure as they say to me. Like when I look at it, like I do feel like when I look at somebody who says I I, maybe even they've been a victim of crime in the past and they want to have a gun to protect themselves because they think it's a possibility that they could be a victim of a crime again. And they're very health like like they, they have a trigger lock and all that shit. Like that's something, but they don't, even 
often I don't see people as much like that online, like agitating, like we need a hundred fucking guns. Like, like this guy had fucking eight guns in his political ad, eight or 12 guns or something like that right. in his ad. Like, wh- I mean, what are you doing, dude? Are you, you like have an army? Are you expecting like the walking dead or something like that? Yeah, it does get outrageous. I don't know. I, I don't want to come off as a guy that wants to grab take guns i just i i worry a lot about again the the uh the like how laid back these guys are about them like they don't i don't i feel like they think they're a toy sometimes right like and i've met a lot of people who like are who feel that who i get that vibe from when they show you like you ever been to like a like a weed guy's house or a drug dealer's house and yeah. they want to show you their gun and they yeah. seem like so like a little bit too excited to be showing you their gun. Yeah, just loose with it. Yeah, that kind of thing always has never really sat right with me. Yeah, I mean, for me, that's the that's the issue. And uh, you know, when when we were talking to Wrath of Mangelo on the Colin show last week about, um, you know, your relationship and in politics, like that's been something that I've talked to about with my wife because she's like, a, just like get rid of these fucking guns. They're stupid. And I'm like, I agree, you know, like (laughs) philosophically, conceptually to make something that can just take people's lives with the pull of a trigger seems like a fucking horrible idea, you know, but my monkey brain makes me feel like I have to have one. Well, but there's, I mean, there's all these, there's these other circumstances and, you know, uh, you know, we have, we make it way too easy to get them and it still is pretty rare. I mean, these tra there, we have a lot of tragedies, but they are just like they're anomalies compared to how many are out there, which is like for me, that's one thing that makes me think that like people are mostly OK. I mean, yeah. even though they all seem like fucking psychos and they I mean, I think they're psychological. I think there's like psychological impact from pointing guns at people and brandishing guns. Yeah. Too. Yeah. I mean, no. I think that's I, I think that. No, I mean, I've hung. I mean, I hang around with people that have guns. I'm not like a. I'm not like a pacifist about that type of thing. Like I know, but I've also, once again, like I've seen people that have stood up, like they were seated and they stood up and they had like a gun in their waistband and it like fell out. And it's like, you should have a more secure situation for your gun. Yeah. You know, like we don't have to do, we're not going to do this fucking rap video style. Not to point out as that, not to make that like a racist thing, but like keep it together. I guess. What about that woman? Even who took her senior pictures with a gun in her yoga pants. Yeah. And you're just like, what does that mean? Like what your brand that's brandishing. You're brandishing a fucking gun. I don't care if it's in your yoga pants. Like well, what I are mean, you saying with the picture? Like I love I know my it, gun. You know? <laughs> but you know what? Let's, I mean, let me get real for a minute here and say that like as a young man, I wanted to live in a different world where it was cruelty free and people cared about each other and all that stuff. And then I grew to the point where I'm like, you know, everybody's life is irreplaceable, but like some of them we could just fucking take, you know, like some people could be fucking shot and killed if they're doing awful things, you know? Sure, yeah. Like you get to that point where, um, if, if I have to defend myself, I will. Like I have, you, you, you know, in like the, the, uh, the, 
change was with having a kid. Once I had my kid, it was now me thinking, okay, if anybody threatens her, I'll take their fucking life. And I don't feel any, I, I, you know, I don't, I'm not going to feel bad about it. I'm not, I don't even think I'll second guess it, second guess it, second guess, second guess it. And so that's what people run with. They run with that type of energy. They just want to be like, you know, I'm a motherfucking madman. Like you've come into my house. I'll take your fucking life. You know, that people just really get on that. Yeah. That yeah. feeling. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's the thing that I, I, that's no, it's inappropriate. Me about the whole no, thing. it's totally inappropriate. Like even just the thinking, like, I remember the presidential debate. Those are great. That I wasn't alive for, but Dukakis want, lost that year because he said he wouldn't want the death penalty for if somebody killed his wife. Like he wouldn't want the death penalty for him. And people like were like, I, I ain't voting for this goddamn coward. You know? And it's like, I mean, like I would, but like, I just don't want to be in the, I don't want to personally be in the business of killing people. You yeah. know what I mean? Like I personally, I don't want anybody to kill my family. Right. right. <laughs> like I don't want that to happen. And so you'd have a gun to prevent that from happening. Sure. But I mean, if that happened and I, I don't know, man. If that happened and I didn't pre prevent it from happening, I don't know. Like, I don't know if like vengeance would be this thing that I chased for the rest of my like. I would, I would feel like I, I would piss. I, I don't know. It's hard Dude. for me to explain, but I just, it's not something I think about a lot, and it's not something that like I think is healthy. To, I don't know how healthy that is to think about. Exactly. And I don't know how healthy of a society we live in if that's a mainstream thing that we're saying, oh, this is something we all have to think about. This boy is going to take your daughter out and kill her and you're going to have to, you know, or bring her home late and or whatever they think he's going to do. I mean, we're, obviously there are th th like he's going to deflower her. Yeah. Uh, consensually. And yeah, then yeah, I'm going I mean, to kill would, them. Yeah. You know? Right. Because we live in a world where like only a bad only a only the boy can be the bad person in the relationship. Well, only the man can want sex. Like yes. his daughter would never want sex. Yes. She's way too he's way too she's way too in innocent. So I don't know. I, I mean that I, I don't know where we where I land on this. I just know that like I'm very uncomfortable with thinking I just I'm very uncomfortable no, with like these death fantasies that seem oh, to be like too. a very like that seem to be like really part of like mainstream culture, like to the point where again you can it's it's like a common hack joke. To say, if my daughter brings a boy home, I'm going to sit on my front porch with a gun. Like, that, it's like the type of thing that you say to strike up. Like, if you no. struck up a conversation with somebody at a party, that would be, like, an appropriate thing to start talking about. No, you can go get that t-shirt. There's, like, yeah. probably uh, 20 businesses in town. We could go get a t-shirt that says that. Yeah. Yeah. Or, I mean, and that's anything, though. Oh, if somebody fucking breaks in my house, I'll shoot them in each kneecap, and then I'll shoot them in the head so they have to suffer a little bit. 
Yeah, I'm going to keep them in my basement for months and torture them and hang them up by their fucking nipples. <laughs> That's the kind of conversation. I've had those conversations no, I, I have too. with fucking grandpas. That's and real shit life. In my life. Like where they were just like, you know, I'll fucking. First, I'll shoot, I'll shoot them in the fucking knee. I'll beat their ass with the fucking gun. You don't come on my property. I got to show you I'm the alpha dog. I'll take this place. And, like, I've had these conversations and, like, have never been comfortable having that fantasy with somebody. You never wanted to dive that deep? No, it's not. I don't. I, like. We're going to slit their bellies and then put <laughs> put hooks. In the cuts and tie them hooks to a twine with rocks and then throw them rocks over a tree branch. It's like the beginning of that Wu-Tang song. I'll fuck you. Yeah, yeah. I'll fuck you. <laughs> I'll put his fucking balls in the dresser. <laughs> like, I, no. We're not like that. Keep so. feeding you. Feeding yeah, you. Yeah. That'd be a good song to play at the end. <laughs> but, um, let's do a Los Angeles time story. Let's give some good news, man. Let's not be bummers this this whole show although you know again the scouts allowing girls is a good thing in my opinion um the los angeles times a coalition of unions representing disneyland workers say that they have collected enough signatures to put a ballot measure before anaheim voters that will require walt disney company to pay the resort workers a living wage the coalition of 11 labor unions that have been pushing for higher wages at Disneyland Resort, which includes the California Adventure Park and nearby hotels, says it plans to pre- present a petition with about 20,000 signatures to the Anaheim City Clerk's Office Tuesday. If enough signatures are verified, the measure on the November ballot would ask voters to require Disney and other large Anaheim employers that accept city subsidies to pay workers a minimum of $15 an hour starting January 1st, 2019, with salaries rising $1 an hour every January 1st through 2022. Once the wages reach $18 an hour, annual raises would then be tied to the cost of living. Uh, This... It's first of all outrageous that they're not paying their employees $15 an hour. Do you know how much the Avengers made? The Avengers Infinity War made this weekend. <laughs> well, I got to say from just a parental standpoint, like Charlotte's had people that uh, in her class that went to Disney World this year and our friends went to Disney World this year. And to know the amount of money that they spent. I mean, you're talking about like $700 to get in the park these days, dude. Yeah, that's like pe- what I've heard. People are spending like thousands. I mean, you're talking about a $1,000 in a, in a couple of days. Right. And so there are people that make the magic happen. Mm-hmm. Make sure that you got French fries. Make sure that you got like, you know. Clean uh, linens. Funnel cakes. Make sure that the bathroom isn't fucking disgusting. Make sure that there isn't a whole bunch of trash all over the place. And we're talking about the resorts. There's like people who make sure that you get to have your fucking Beauty and the Beast breakfast. Right. Like the people that move the tables into the room so you can have your Beauty and the Beast banquet breakfast with your daughter. You know? Yeah. A Disneyland representative. I mean, they make the magic happen. I mean, it's one of those situations where, I mean, I just from... A very early age, even from doing fast food, it was like, why are we getting paid more for this? Like, we deliver food to people in, like, they show up, they ask for food, and we give it to them within three minutes. Yes. Why the fuck aren't we rewarded for this? Right. And this Disney thing, I think, to me, is like, 
they can't cry poverty with the prices they're charging no. for that park. One and number two, they listen. They fucking own <laughs> Star Wars, right? And Marvel, <laughs> preach. <laughs> like they have and Pixar, Church and Tabernacle too. <laughs> Star Wars, Marvel, Pixar. What else? I mean, everything, every they, every prolific and monetarily exceptional <laughs> franchise. Just the money they're making. Yeah, they got it. All the money they got enough, and they can afford to t- maybe. Listen, and, and maybe the they and, could take fifteen. Maybe they could take a couple thousand dollars from Robert Downey Jr. and hand it to some of the people. Real who talk. Sweep the Let's floor. talk about what it's like though in this world. So. I went to Disney World once in my life, and what happened was my dad went to the Ohio State Fair, and he filled out a sweepstakes form on a postcard, and they called him up, and they said, sir, we have a San Francisco vacation to hand to you absolutely free, all expenses paid for. X, all this and that. And he was like, well, I got kids and a family. What can you do? And they said, well, we also offer a Disneyland experience or Disney world experience. So I ended up going down there. That is a once in a lifetime thing. Like one day, every kid from Ohio makes a trek down there. Or, well, you know, if you're on the West coast, I'm sure if you're in Iowa and Oregon and all of that, you go to Disneyland. But these things, as much as I'm like an anti-capitalist and I fucking despise America, these are also the like foundations of our culture, right? right. Like Mickey Mouse is something that we all know about. I have like I have never been comfortable with the idea that every kid needs to go to Disney. Sure. No, you protested when your family tried to set it up. And but I think I'm going to go. I think I might. I think I'm going to th- get goaded well, into it. I think it could end up happening with us too. I don't think it's over now. Uh, I don't. You got to go get that Magellan plush doll, like <laughs> in real life. Well, I, I, I mean, like, honestly, going to Disney World sounds like a fun day, or Disneyland just sounds like it sounds like a fun time to go do. I don't think it sounds like a bad thing. I just feel like. Making it a thing where, like, every kid has to go to Disney World, first of all, excludes so many Oh, I know. It's unfair. No, I agreed. It's so unfair. It's awful. The amount of money they're making. It should be nationalized. Every single child should get to go to Disney World for free. No child left behind when it comes to going to Disney World. That's the new government program. I I know that sounds like a fucking one of our weird, like, lame brain scams or jokes or whatever like that, but I feel like... Man, they, I just, they own so much. They have so much. They like are printing money, right? Well, it's a religion, man. I mean, it's all of our, like you said, I mean, it's in modern times, we do not have any sort of gods and goddesses and any parables for our life. But we do have Marvel characters Mm -hmm. and we have Pixar characters and we have all of the Disney princesses and they all teach us different things about life. And these are the building blocks and foundations and references that make up what being like an American is like that is really 
I don't, I, I would love to pivot to something more wholesome, but at the same time, like that's what is the issue with, with my daughter. Uh, the other day, my wife was like, you were so like anti-licensed products, you know, before we had a kid, you were just like screaming about Disney and how awful they were and all that stuff. And, but then it's, it's like the, she loves them. You yeah. Know? Like it's just immediately she sees those characters and it just falls in love. And I did the same exact thing. Mine did too. Mine yeah. was the same way. Mine, my daughter was like so fucking into Hannah Montana. It was crazy. Like she had the wig, she put on the dress, she did all this stuff. I didn't want my kid like liking Hannah Montana. <laughs> I mean, they taught her, I guess, some lessons. It was really a trash TV show, but it's like, I don't know. Like, Am I going to like take it away from, am I going to be one of those parents that just is like, no, you're not allowed to do this. You're not allowed. To, I don't know. See, like, but I never was that. Right. You know? And I, I, I but it's nice to, but it's nice to sing the little mermaid soundtrack with yes. your kid. Yeah. It's nice to sing the Aladdin soundtrack with your kid. It's nice to have these touchstones right. that well, you can pass down. And that like, I mean, this really is, this is our culture. This is all we got. One of my most treasured memories of her growing up was, like, I remember when she was three and, like, she still wasn't, or maybe two, I think, and she wasn't showing, like, a, you know, they don't show a ton of personality right away. And it was just kind of like, you know, she was starting to talk, she was starting to say stuff, and then Hannah Montana was on, and she was standing in front of that goddamn TV singing loudly, just screaming loudly the song from the opening credits, and I just... I treasure that memory so much. And it's right. fucking Hannah Montana. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it, I, I don't, yeah. I, th I think that, I do think that like, I think they can afford to take the hit and let, it's not even a fucking hit. I hate to even call it a, taking a hit. Right. You know? No, like, no, that's, that is some deep propaganda shit. Yeah. Like, I don't that's even you think they would like, be taking a fucking hit. I don't know what yeah, they're no, some, making. No, somebody would, you're right. No, no, you're right. Somebody would not get a Lamborghini this year. Yeah. They would somebody would take a hit. Yeah. Somebody would probably somebody might miss out on a swimming pool. In All their of the right people would take a hit. Right. But, yeah. And it's like I don't care if those people take a hit either. No, I don't That's not either. something I care about at all. So uh Yeah, I mean I in a way like I mean, we have one shot at this existence and these there's these really magical places and I they're only for upper middle class and rich kids. They're, they're yeah, they're or kids whose dads went a sweepstakes. Yeah, say my know? dad, my, you know, I don't have a lot of we didn't go on. We went on zero fucking vacations. That was one of the only vacations that yeah. we left the state for was we the one too. that my dad won a sweepstakes for. And, uh, like that was a really big memory for me. And I think it's a big part of a lot of our lives, but we just have to nationalize it. We just I don't have even to know make if we it. We have to even fucking we have nationalize to take it for it. our own. Yeah. It's ours. I think but it's, it's like, ours. We're paying it's not, for a hundred million times over and over but again. The people that like, okay. The people that are getting like Disney tattoos, they yeah. can't afford to get in a lot of them. Yeah. Not the ones that cover their bodies. I'm just saying like. You, you can't pay a thousand dollars to get to a theme no, park. No, I mean, that's even getting there and then lodging and then spending your day in the park. Yeah. Like the only reason we were able like, to go is because my grandma owned a trailer home down in Florida and we stayed in a trailer park all weekend. And like we went to Disney World and we played one day 
we went to Epcot one day and then we went and played mini golf and did all the generic tourist stuff and saw White Man Can't Jump with my grandma. It was one of the fucking greatest moments of my life. That's funny because <laughs> uh, I got my grandma to buy the VHS tape of White Man Can't Jump. <laughs> And when I put it on at her house, she fucking shut it off. My grandma. Like, she went to go make a cheese plate. And when she came out, she was like, no, 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 no. We're not going to play this. My grandma, who I found out later, was not the most tolerant human being in the world. I didn't know this at the time, of course. And I just remember, like, White Man Can't Jump came out that summer. We were all on vacation. Our grandma was there. And I was just insistent that we see white men can't jump like they were like what movie are we gonna go see <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I like, think of one i go and i think you know my older brother was the same way like we have to see white men can't jump that's like the movie it's the most important movie out right now right we're gonna go and we went and saw it and i just imagine my grandma was miserable through that home yeah <laughs> like it's, it was probably so offensive right I love it. Let's. Let, I remember Cab Calloway. <laughs> <laughs> let me get. Let me get a little more of this story in before we before we shut the show down here because I I think there's some important stuff a little later on. Todd Ament, chief executive of the Anaheim Chamber of Commerce, the scummiest chambers of commerce are the worst things and i hate them so much. Uh, which is part of the coalition called the Proposed Living which is part of the coalition called the proposed living wage ordinance, a job killer that would deter developers from building hotels in the city for fear of having to pay higher wages. These motherfuckers are not going to not build a hotel around Disney world. They're going to still build a fucking right. hotel. You, That's such bullshit. <laughs> like there's something, there's a fucking economic incentive to build a hotel right. right by Disney World. And if some motherfucker says, I'm not going to do it because I got to pay a living wage. They're fucking lying to you. Yeah, it's a bad idea, man. <laughs> you should make. You should go build a hotel by Disneyland and play living wages and make a whole bunch of money. Oh, I'll just... I'll, well, you know what? I ain't going to build my hotel by Disneyland. I'm going to build it 100 miles down the road where nobody wants to be. <laughs> like, where else are they going to build this fucking hotel resort? <laughs> it's... It's crazy. That, so it will definitely kill some construction projects already planned. No, it won't. Said a man who added that if the ordinance appears on the ballot, the chamber plans to campaign against it. The union says they are primarily targeting the Disneyland Resort, the city's largest employer with about 30,000 workers, because they say Disney is profiting from millions in taxpayer subsidies while employees struggle to pay their bills. In 2016, the Anaheim City Council voted to give Disneyland a tax break of about $267 million over the next 20 years to build a luxury hotel in the resorts. Construction of the 700-room hotel is expected to be completed in 2021. So they gave them a 20-year tax break. Of, and they gave them all of that money. Wow. And they're not paying the people, the 30,000 people that work there, a living wage. 30,000 yeah. people at one park. Because they'll say, what they'll say is, our average wage is $17. Seventeen dollars right, right. an hour, right? That's what they said earlier. Like, there are people who work for Disney <laughs> that make a lot of fucking money. You know what I mean? Like, 
they really dragged that average yeah. way up. <laughs> like the people at the top of the scale. When you say our average wage, yes, yes, your average wage is seventeen dollars an hour. But I'll bet there's a lot of people there making ten dollars an hour or eleven dollars an hour. Yeah, I, I've been. Yeah, I, I've actually thought about that recently um, because some folks talked to us about that Katie Halper show. Yeah. And we were talking about a lot of what got us into doing this. And I do actually remember as a kid thinking that I could just go do a job and get paid enough to like get by. Because that's what they tell you. They tell you, you grow up, you get a job, you have a family. Yeah. I was very naive. Obviously, I was very naive. I've been, I've been, you know, uh, I've been fleeced for some vehicles. You know, sometimes I don't pay attention to things. And that was definitely a big one for me. But I just don't see why if you want to go to an amusement park and you want to get a corn dog and there's somebody on demand that can give you a fucking corn dog, why can't they have health insurance? Like, I want to make sure that, like, they get their proper health screening so that way they can keep giving me corn dogs. Why is the person that stands out in the heat and sells corn dogs, stands over whatever a hot fryer to sell the corn dogs during the day? Ooh, what about the person that tells a funny joke right before you get go on the ride? Right. Why doesn't that well, why doesn't that person deserve fifteen dollars an hour? Like what why shouldn't what they be a homeowner? Fifteen dollars an hour. What? Why shouldn't they have a stable fucking home that they're yeah. in charge of? I don't get what this. Like sometimes I wonder what this fictional like amount of work is that is worth fifteen dollars an hour to some of these people, the, these chambers of commerce or these conservatives. It's like. Is the job that deserves fifteen dollars an hour? Is that just like your job? Is that right? The job it's like that basically, deserves- basically, what I'm saying is I deserve at least fifteen dollars an hour. Yeah, but everybody, nobody else, nobody, does. nobody does else does enough. Fifteen dollars an hour worth of work. My time is worth fifteen dollars per hour. You young dipping dot salesperson are not worth fifteen dollars an hour. I mean, we. We like these things. This is what I'm getting at is we, as much as I hate America and all of its culture and everything, I still enjoy roller coasters and Disney princesses. I do not enjoy either one of those just for the record in here. Well, but I'm just, I mean, they're, I think they should, every kid should have an opportunity to ride a roller coaster Yeah, or meet maybe if it's like go to even cedar point or something like that like but but if you're running the roller coaster then you should be able to go home and have enough money for food and not need to like get a government assistance and you know have a a, you know own a house and i think the depressing part of this like i i know that i know you're you're literally making the magic happen right i know what you're saying like about the people that run the roller coasters the people who sell the food. But I really think the the depressing thing about this to me is that those people likely may be making $15 an hour. The people that aren't making $15 an hour are the ones that are emptying the trash cans, right? sweeping the grounds, 
cleaning up the animal shit. Well, uh, yeah, no, them too. Cooking, like doing dishes in that's called, many of the restaurants. That's making like the that. magic happen, right? Like the, it's like magic. The way that those tragics, the the way that those trash cans get, you know, changed out, right? But I like what Tragic. I'm saying is like I think those people, like they're the one. It's so easy for us to forget that they're also there, and that the argument is that. The argument is that they don't deserve $15 sure. an hour. The people that are doing the most unglamorous work in that yeah. fucking park don't deserve... The, the motherfuckers that have to go, like, carry the boxes of fucking pineapples so they can make the Dole Whips there. Yeah. Like, that is that is a shitty fucking job, you yeah. know? And that deserves $15 an hour. I mean, the, I, don't, I can't think of... A, like conversely to like conservatives i can't think of a job that isn't worth 15 dollars. no i agree <laughs> like, i i'm like i try to think of it and i'm like standing in a drive-thru fucking sucks 15 dollars an hour flipping burgers fucking sucks 15 dollars an hour well i mean i i i i mean in a way i think that there are alternative labor contracts where Something may not be worth that much and you could make an agreement on that. But these are like really rock solid things that I fucking love. Like I really like being able to go and get food from a window or paying for a ticket to an amusement park and have someone hand me some food. Like these things we all I I think we can all agree are like important. Yeah, we like them. Well, I, I, even if they're not important or they're not necessities, they're they're quality of life sorts of things. And like, I think everybody deserves to go. Like I said, I don't I don't know even if we even have to nationalize Disney as long as they agree to make it all free. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> free entry and free food. Everything else you can charge for all them extras you can keep charging for. We'll still pay to get into the movies. We'll still yeah. You all, get enough we'll, from all us. Line up every single two months to see a star Wars or a Marvel. We'll promise to fucking keep doing that. If that's the only movies that are making. And also, yeah, I mean, I bought the little mermaid on VHS when I was a kid and then I bought it on digital when I had a kid, like I've been buying all these things. You got enough money from me. Just let me in the park, turn them into national parks, turn them into like Yosemite. Yeah. Yeah. You can even charge to get in. They charge to get into Yosemite. I mean, you charge me, $18 $18 to get into Disney yeah, World, yeah. and I'm down with that. I'm yeah, fine with that. Like three bucks a head. Yeah. Make it affordable for every single person, because in my world, everybody will be making a living wage anyway. Make right. it affordable for everybody. Let them get in there. I, I just, I think it sucks that, like, yeah. again, w- that it is a thing that's considered, like, like, there are times where, like, I think my wife feels bad because we haven't been to disney world like it makes her feel like you your kid missed out on an experience yeah, the kid missed out on something you know and like i try to be like um you know don't that's not a guarantee in everybody's life that they go to get to go to disney world but i got to go my wife got to go you know what i mean you got to go and like i guess you know, our friends go and stuff like that, but it's, it, it's like, probably better as an adult. She can go when she's an adult and she's probably going to love it a lot more. <laughs> well, I mean, it's more fun when you're older. Because yeah. When you can, get I went daiquiris. when I was eight and I peed my pants. <laughs> right. like the worst experience of my life. <laughs> I went to Disney world. I fucking told my brother I have to pee. 
He said, let's go ride one more ride. I peed my damn white shorts. And then I walked by a guy that was doing the devil sticks. And he was like, do you want to try it? Who wants to volunteer to try it? Then he picked me. And then I had to try to do the devil sticks in front of a crowd of people with pee pee pants. And then I also got scared on Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. And it was just like Disney World was not a a, a number one murder Brian experience. Yeah, that's not. (laughs) <laughs> Maybe we don't nationalize this. Maybe we don't let kids have this experience. Well, I, uh, only an idiot would have the day I had. You're the fool. Yeah, You're I'm always an the fool. idiot. I can't enjoy anything the right way. <laughs> All right. We I loved it. it. No, I I mean, I had a good time. I did Space Mountain. Oh, well, you like everything. Yeah, I get a lot you out of it. You didn't pee your fucking pants. I didn't pee my pants. <laughs> Mr. Toad's Wild Ride was pretty dope. It scared me. That actually, actually seriously scared me when the light was coming at you like a motherfucking train. And I was like, uh, a train is going. I'm such a dumb fucking scared kid. I I have been afraid of everything all my life. Like all the way up until now. Like I was afraid of nuclear war. I remember how scared I was of nuclear war when I was in kindergarten. I used to sit around and just think about it all the time. What are we going to do when a nuclear bomb hits? It's like, I was just always afraid of everything. And that extended yeah. to my Disney World trip. I was fucking afraid of all that. I did have fun at Universal Studios. We went to Florida twice. Because, like I said, we had free lodging. I didn't so. get to Universal. I really wanted to. I still want to go back. I love that place. I rode the Back to the Future ride, BTTF, one of my favorite movies. And I rode the ride, too. Okay. Maybe that's why it's one of my favorite movies now, you know? Like, I've seen all the movies 500 times, and I rode the ride. And I'm like, reboot Back to the Future, motherfucker. I'll go see that. I mean, get rid of all the problematic weird themes and stuff like that, but reboot the movie. All right, we're de- we did it, Brett. We hit our time. That's the show. Thank you for listening to Street Fight Radio. We do this every single week, two times a week. Just find it on iTunes, Stitcher, whatever it may be. Subscribe to the show. You can hear us. If you want even more of what we do, you can go to patreon.com, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com, slash Street Fight Radio. For $3 a month, you can access our digital zine, and you can get the bonus show. There is a special bonus feed where once a week, usually Brian does a, a a conversation with somebody that's cool or interesting that we know. I'm trying to get some more guests for myself and come up with some more fun, interesting things. But Patreon.com, just $1 a month for the bonus show, $3 for that digital zine. We are changing it up. And, you know, we're posted. We just posted the video on the Patreon, but the five dollars a month, the old physical zine subscription we had is coming to an end. And starting this month in May for five dollars a month, we're going to start doing more video and live streaming of the basement show. So you'll be able to watch us as we do it. You'll be the first person to hear it. If you're interested in that kind of thing, go to patreon.com slash streetfightradio for information. And we will continue on and on making more disruption and discontent for the masses. We are Street Fight. Peace. I'm an outlaw. I'm an outlaw. Quick on the draw. Quick on the draw. Something you never seen before. You never seen. And I dare a motherfucker to come in my face. I got something wrong. I got something wrong. And I got it from home. And I got it from home. And it ain't a microphone. It ain't a mic.
And I got a motherfucker to come in my face It's so real How I feel It's this society That makes a nigga wanna kill I'm just straight ill Right if I'm on this echo down the streets What politicians They sound like strippers to me Baby, so this party, baby. Chicks nickname me pilot, they get high off my dick. I take them to my home, they call it the cockpit. Time to take off, they pennies, they drop quick. Now that's first class fucking, that's fly shit. 